And guys, we're fighting for survival, really. It was brutal. It took years off our life. It took years off of our career. It was one of the stiffest tests of a man's physical limits that I've ever seen, you know, without calling it torture. Welcome into the fourth and final Saints training camp series on the New Orleans Saints podcast. This episode covers the years of 2006 through 2008, while the Saints packed up their bags and traveled 184 miles north to Millsaps College in Jackson, Mississippi. The first three episodes covering Cal Western, Dodgertown, and lacrosse are available now on neworleansaints.com backslash audio, iTunes, and the Saints app. Hope was on the horizon for Saints fans. After months of uncertainty and unrest, stability was around the corner. Tom Benson and Mickey Loomis hired head coach Sean Payton formerly an assistant with the Dallas Cowboys in 2006. Peyton came from the coaching tree of Hall of Famer Bill Parcells and immediately looked to make an impact on the Saints. In his first year with the team, alongside general manager Mickey Loomis, Peyton signed Drew Brees. Brees' name now speaks for itself, but at the time he was damaged goods from a Chargers team who was ready to move on. Just a month later, in April of 2006, the Saints drafted players who would eventually lay the foundation for the franchise's first Super Bowl title. With the uh, second choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Reggie Bush, running back, USC. Following Bush, the Saints selected defensive back Roman Harper in the second round out of Alabama. Next up was Jari Evans in the fourth round, tackle out of Bloomsburg. Eventually, the Saints in the seventh round selected Zach Streif, a guard out of Northwestern. And last but certainly not least, at pick number 252, a wide receiver out of Hofstra University, Marcus Colston. With all the recovery work going on in the New Orleans area, the team elected to have the training camp at Millsaps College in Jackson, Mississippi. In terms of structural damage, um, training camp probably could have been held in in New Orleans, but when you're talking about the damage infrastructure-wise around the city and around the region, probably still was a wiser idea to have it in Jackson, Mississippi. John DeShazer, current NewOrleansSaints.com senior writer, who worked as a columnist at the Times-Picayune at the time, knew that hotels, restaurants, and overall living wasn't where it needed to be in the city. Peyton, Breeze, and his draftees packed up their bags and loaded the buses to travel to Millsaps College. Millsaps was a small school in Jackson, Mississippi, with about 1,000 students in undergrad. It was a significant change of pace for some Saints players. The campus was extremely small in my eyes. We pull up, we got this gate, we go in, and I'm just like, man, this is like little. Like, it was, it was, uh, it was very, I, I was taken back. And then they showed us to our dorms. And then when I went into my dorm room, it was smaller than anything I'd ever had <laughs> at any point in my life. Uh, Roman Harper, the Saints' second-round draft pick out of the University of Alabama, took some time to adjust to the small school culture. Lance Moore, an undrafted receiver who had spent some time on the practice squad with the Saints the year before, had attended the University of Toledo. My, my initial response was the same as Roman. Like, hey, this is like, <laughs> this is tiny. Players were given a map upon arrival and told to look for the stadium when they were trying to navigate their way around campus. 
the cafeteria, meeting room, and practice area was all in the direction of the stadium. Veterans stayed in one dorm, which was significantly bigger than the rookie dorm, and the rookie dorm was slightly farther away from the stadium. Young players like Roman and Lance quickly learned the ropes of navigating life through training camp, but they also knew their place. Now Roman's talking about people having bikes and scooters and golf carts and stealing them. I knew better. Like I was not, I, I, if there was two bikes outside and only one person left in the building, I wasn't going to take that second bike because I knew better. Like I just, I just knew better. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, hey, I know my place here. I'm going to go ahead and get up a little bit early because I know the walk is going to be a little bit longer for me. And I was, I mean, I was, I was in the dorm where all the guys had TVs brought in. A couple guys had refrigerators bought in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just in here in my room with my play. It's literally my bag, my playbook, my bed. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I had in there. You can hear Roman, who was in the rookie dorm while Lance was in the veteran dorm, laughing in the background. But at the time, there was nothing to laugh about, especially not the weather. You could see the steam coming off of the turf. Like, that's, that's how hot it was. Like, and they, and they would always say, oh, it's, you know, it's only 98 degrees outside. But then, but then Scotty would get out there and he would, like, measure the heat in the turf. And he's like, it's 115 degrees on that turf. For my money, in 2006 in Jackson, Mississippi, it was the hottest place on the face of the earth entirely. And I don't care what desert some meteorologist throws out there call him or her a liar it was so hot on that turf that we were practicing on the outside it was like melting the bottom of cleats one day and i'd love to know how many gallons of ivs were expended from that training camp it was hot in jackson mississippi scorching if if you ask anybody about Millsaps college and in, in training camp in jackson mississippi any player i guarantee you if he doesn't say weather first he's gonna say it second in 2006, with Sean Payton in his first year as a head coach, Payton was determined to change the lifestyle of the Saints. Offensive tackle Jonathan Stinchcomb, who had been with the team since 2003, knew the tides were turning. They had to create a new culture, and that's a difficult proposition for any organization. Sean Payton was trying to establish a template. He was trying to establish his agenda. He was trying to say, okay, this is what I want Saints teams to look like. And he had, you know, he basically he had to, he had to find out who was going to be tough enough. And, he, you know, it was a weeding out process. If a player made it through training camp in Jackson, Mississippi, I quit. That dude was a tough dude. And he, he might not have made the Saints team, but he was tough enough to play in the NFL. That Sean was just trying to weed out, you know, the people who couldn't hang or fit in w with what he wanted to do. But – the turf field obviously was down in the stadium. Then you have to walk up a hill to get to our, our main practice fields. There was two up there. And then you just, you know, probably 50 yards past that down a hill was our third grass practice field. That was kind of like the spare field once we beat up both of the top fields. It was the most excruciating camp most players had ever or would ever go through. It was mentally, physically, emotionally grueling. Anything else that I did was never going to be as hard as that one was. It, none of them were. I did 10 more after that, and they were never as hard as that first one. Not only was it a proving moment for the young players, but for a quarterback, Drew Brees, as well. Brees was still rehabbing a shoulder injury. Peyton said a few times, you know, he kind of looked at Carmichael some days and like, okay, is this it? You know, are we, you know, is this, you know, is this it? You know, is this what he's going to be? You know, you know, is he back yet? 
And so I think we were all kind of impatient because you know, he signed a pretty big free agent contract. And it was like, okay, what is this guy going to be? And, and then when it snapped in, it snapped in. But early on, it didn't, it didn't snap in right, right away. There wasn't only eyes on Drew. Media and fans were also eager to get eyes on USC Heisman Trophy winner Reggie Bush. I was just talking about a dude who can do special things. I mean, you know, the cuts and the bounce and, you know, he's a special, special athlete. So you knew immediately you want to get Reggie Bush the ball. You want to give him the ball in space. Reggie was coming off an amazing career at USC, rushing for 1,740 yards on 200 carries and 14 touchdowns in 2005, paving the way to the Heisman Trophy as a running back. Saints fans were hopeful Reggie could pick up some of the load from Deuce McAllister, who was coming off of a torn ACL suffered in October of 2005. New Orleans had spent the summer of 2006 succeeding in creating a new culture. The men who survived that training camp were ready to put it all out on the field. Breeze quickly found his rhythm. He went on to become first team all pro and was selected to the Pro Bowl. The Saints made their return to the Superdome for the first time since Katrina struck a successful one with a stirring win over the Atlanta Falcons, set up by Steve Gleason's iconic punt block. Look out, right through, a kick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Touchdown, New Orleans! Players have said they've never heard anything as loud as the crowd that day. The city and the team were ready for a resurgence. The blood, sweat, and more sweat that were shed in Millsaps molded these players into what they eventually became, Super Bowl champions.